Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 30th of November. Good to have you aboard. Have you listening to us? I love you long time, Spotify iTunes, Google, Amazon, iHeart. I can't list them all, all right? But I appreciate you guys being with us as we are in week number five, technically, of Zaslow Show 2.0. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that stuff. The algorithm, the algorithm loves when you do that, and then I make all the money, so I appreciate everybody. So, 
Got a fun show planned for everybody today. And of course, Zaslow Show 2.0 is always brought to us from our day one title sponsor, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. If you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, if you're listening to this show right now, I consider you my friend, right? And I want to make sure I take care of my friends. So if you're dealing with an injury, however it came from, a slip and fall, motorcycle accident, car accident, bike Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, they take care of you so you don't have to worry about all the extracurricular stuff that's going to stress you out. You need to worry about healing and getting better, and they are the ones that handle getting you the money and getting you the compensation that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. What a day yesterday, huh? What a game. U.S. Men's National Soccer Team... There's so much good stuff out there right now, like Christian Pulisic tweeting out from the hospital bed, I'll definitely be ready to go on Saturday. You got video of the team arriving back in the hotel there in Qatar, and you got Pulisic who's filming all of it on his phone, and just the, the, the reaction that they got, the boys got back at the hotel, and how excited they are. The whole country's behind, the whole country's behind them. And what did we say yesterday, right? What did we say? Yesterday had to be the game that Christian Pulisic puts his stamp on U.S. men's national soccer. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Not only does he do that, not only does he get the U.S. on the board first, not only does he have the game winner, but he gives up his body. I mean, he went penis first into that goal and United States win one nothing. Christian Pulisic. Captain America, he did it. That's what we talked about going into the game, right? It's got to be Pulisic. If he's the best player on the team, if he's quite possibly the best player the U.S. have ever had in a must-win situation, in the biggest game that the U.S. men's national soccer team has ever had, it's got to be Pulisic. And he did it. He came through. An all-time goal for him, an all-time game, putting his body, penis first, putting his body on the line, couldn't make it out for the second half. That's okay. Hang, hung on by the hair on our chinny chin chin. The last few minutes. Oh my God. When they announced they're putting nine more minutes of stoppage time. The last few minutes of that game. Incredible. Just hanging on. Get it out of the box. Get it out of the attacking third. You, you know what? Credit to the referee too. There were two plays. He had one where they were trying to draw a handball. I'm like, oh my God, please don't go back and review a handball. And then you see that they did not, but you see the replay. Handball, we, we didn't even touch it. It went up the arm of the of the Iranian guy. And then you had the other play, which was uh, somewhat later on in the game too. Both of these were in the last few minutes. And you had the Iranians calling for a foul. And, and the broadcast, the announcer made a good point. That's not a foul. You could see by the way that he dies, falling backwards as opposed to forwards. And you look at the review. They did not do VAR, thank God. But you look at the at the replants. Yeah, he fell on his own. He's trying to draw a foul. Excellent job by the referee late in that game. Especially when you consider you had the bullshit cheating at the end of the first half when we scored. He was called offside. Definitely not offside. I thought watching in real time. Okay, that's that's what I call. But I've seen plenty of still frames from that call, and Wea is absolutely in an onside position. That was bullshit cheating. Nonetheless, 
the U.S. men's national team hang on 1-0 in a thriller yesterday. So coming up in the show today, we're going to talk to our pal Israel Gutierrez, ESPN. Uh, We're going to talk plenty about the U.S. men's national soccer team yesterday in the match. We'll do a little Dolphins, uh, a little bit of heat with him as well. Spiro Ditas, NFL and CBS, he will join us on the show today as well. He had the call for the Dolphins this past Sunday. He's also got Browns and Texans this weekend, which is Deshaun Watson's return. But we're going to talk some Dolphins football with Spiro Ditas. That'll be coming up later on in the show today. And oh my God, the Panthers. Like last night, last night was me at my most masochistic. I mean, the Panthers, they're getting their ass kicked all night long. It's late night with the Cats, and I just, I can't take my eyes off it. I'm just, I'm just staying there, and I'm enduring it, and I'm suffering. And that was me at my most masochistic, watching that Panther game last night. Uh, they, they are a disaster. We'll get, we'll get to the Panthers. But, I want to continue on here with the soccer. So, it's, like, it's moments like yesterday. That game was awesome. It was so intense. I loved it. It was such a great game. It was the the intensity. It was my drugs. You know how I feel about those Heat playoff games. I want you to inject that tension right into my bloodstream. It's my drugs. I'm a drug addict when I watch those games. And that's how I felt yesterday. And it's probably how we're all going to feel again on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. against Netherlands. You know what that means. Bad news for Netherlands. We all were on our drugs yesterday afternoon watching the U.S. men's national team hang on to that win. But it's games like yesterday where, like, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I'm not a lifelong soccer fan. Now, I'm not a Johnny-come-lately soccer fan, but I'm not a lifelong soccer fan. I I started to really enjoy soccer within the last 10, 12 years. And, you know, like I was talking to my father yesterday, yesterday evening, we were talking about the game, and it's like, and my dad's always liked soccer. He's not a big soccer guy, but he's always liked soccer. And I was telling him, you know, <coughs> excuse me, where, and, and and you got all the ugly American stuff, oh, you, you know, the clock, it goes up, it doesn't stop, all that stuff. But once you, once you, I guess, if you understand the game, and I don't want to sound highbrow, but once you understand what you're watching, once you know all the rules, you know all the intricacies, I mean, it's the best game. It's so good soccer. I don't know how anyone... Yes, it was one nothing, One goal. 90 minutes, one nothing. I don't know how anyone can watch that game and say it was boring. Because only one goal was scored. Y- you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when the build is going to come. Y- it could happen at any second. There was nothing boring about that. It was so intense. It was my drugs. I wanted injected right into my bloodstream. I ran. That's right. Run your ass on home. Y- you're done. You're done. So... Games like yesterday, I like. I'm embarrassed that I'm not a lifelong soccer fan. That that I didn't get it when I was a kid. I didn't get it when I was younger because it's such a great game. And I know when you got like the lifelong soccer fan who's listening now, or even the soccer fan who's not American, you know, who's listening. Yeah, Zaz, I told you, it's the best game. It's the beautiful game. It's the world's most famous game. I I hear you, man. It's so good, and. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy for all those guys. I'm thrilled for Christian Pulisic. That game was so damn exciting, man. And we get to do it all again. Get to do it all over again on Saturday. But what an effort. And, and, and just hanging on, man. I was, I was so into it. It's, 
I just I can't say it enough. What a great game it was. How intense it was. I hope we get something similar on Saturday. The excitement level. So 10 a.m. on Saturday, we're in the knockout round. They're the runner-up in the group. Who cares? Doesn't matter. England's first. We're the runner-up. That's okay. <coughs> and and we move on. That's that's what it's about now. And Pulisic apparently is going to be back. But my God, like the 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 play where the defender kind of saved me. The ball was rolling super slow behind the goalkeeper. But the 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 the, the striker. He he almost got enough of a foot on it between the goalkeeper's legs. Can you imagine that's how they tie it between his legs and it just rolls on through? What a game, man. I was I I, I just you can't say enough good things about it. They totally came through. And you know, I mean, I think it was the most I think it was the biggest game that the US men's soccer team has ever had because of the expectation. Because like, all right, you know, the expectation isn't necessarily to win the World Cup this year, but it's certainly to make some noise. It's certainly to get this really young team a lot of experience. And and it needed to be Captain America. It needed to be Christian Pulisic coming through yesterday. And uh, just penis first, right into that goal. And and the U.S. wins one nothing. I was I, I just I was so happy yesterday. I was so happy. Now what I was we're gonna talk to Israel Gutierrez coming up in a few minutes. We'll do a lot more on the soccer. Now what I was. Not happy about. And if you missed that, Jovanovsky, he joined us yesterday. You can go back. You can watch on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash show, Or uh, just go back and listen on the podcast. All right? I love you a long time. The Panthers last night, they lose at Calgary 6-2. to two. The road trip, this Canadian road trip continues now tomorrow night as they're going to be in Vancouver. <coughs> so they wind up getting swept this year by Calgary. And they lose last night 6-2. to two. Sergei Bobrovsky sucks. So Bobrovsky was in net second night of a back-to-back, uh, you know, flopping around like a dead fish. He sucks. And still no Sasha Barkov. Hopefully he rejoins the team at some point in this trip. He's sick. But the Panthers lose 6-2. They kind of made it a game. They were, they were down 3 nothing early. It was 4-2 going into the third, but uh, they, they, wind up, they wind up losing 6-2. Goals for the Panthers came from Nick Cousins and, and Sam Reinhardt, who's on fire. But in, in, in Matthew Kachuk's return, he gets booed every time he touched the puck, although they showed the proper respect when they did the video tribute, which I'm sure was a lot better than the video tribute that the Panthers put together for Jonathan Huberto. That was pathetic. We talked about that last week. Huberto scored the second goal of the game, so he, he exacts a little bit of revenge on his former team, but the Panthers now drop to two games under 500. They are now 10, 9, and 4. That record sucks balls. 10, 9, and 4. Through 23 games, they have won 10. So they are, I guess, three games. Yeah, they're three games under 500 now, 10, 9, and 4. And they're out of a playoff position right now. Not that there's not an incredible amount of time left, yes. But it's hard making up ground in hockey. You can't dig yourself a hole like the Panthers are doing. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. <coughs> and our defense sucks. Bobrovsky sucks and our defense sucks. And the whole point in bringing in Paul Maurice, you know, uh, was I upset that they got rid of Andrew Burnett last year? Not necessarily because I, I think you need a coach with experience here to lead a team that's contending for a Stanley Cup. So I was okay with that. But they bring in Paul Maurice to play a completely different style and it's supposed to be a defensive style, and the Panthers' defense sucks balls. 
They're terrible defensively. Defenders are always, uh, uh, skaters are always getting behind our last line of defense. Breakaways uh, up the wazoo. We, we have three on five every game. We give up breakaways every single game. It's so frustrating. They bring in Paul Maurice, and, and, and we go from the most exciting team, the most exciting style of play, to now uh, this team. It's, uh, it's, I'm a masochist when I'm watching these games. It's torture watching this team. Uh, it's like it's 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 garbage. Like to not be able to sustain to sustain how exciting this team was last year. It's a disaster for growing this fan base. Panthers attendance is great this year, as you would expect coming off last season. Even though the ending was super disappointing, but to go from Presidents Cup record-setting goals, super exciting, to now this. This style of play, it's a disaster for growing this fan base down here. And, you know, Bill Zito, who's done a really great job as general manager of this team, this was clearly a major misstep hiring Paul Maurice. This style of play does not work for this team. They have gone from being so exciting to, what the hell am I watching? I hate this crap. It is not fun. This team stinks. I mean, we're over a quarter of the work over a quarter of the way into the season. They're three games under 500. They stink. And I'm not going to lie. You know, I don't do this. This isn't my style. I don't call for the coaches to get fired in any sports. I, I feel like that stuff's like above my pay grade. I don't know. There's a lot happening behind the scenes, X's and O's, that kind of deal, especially hockey wise. I don't call for coaches to get fired. Right hand to God. I woke up this morning. I opened up Twitter. I was hoping to find Paul Maurice was fired. I never do that. I never, ever feel that way. I never think that way. I opened up Twitter this morning hoping to read that Paul Maurice was fired. And I, like, I don't think they're going to wind up doing that. But they've gone from a clear-cut Stanley Cup contender to a team that's going to miss the playoffs. And they are not fun to watch. And they get their ass kicked on the regular. I woke up this morning hoping that Paul Maurice was going to be fired. I don't know. If they, if they go on this Canadian trip winless and they've dug themselves this massive hole, I suppose he could wind up getting fired. But, I, like, where do you go? Where do you turn? What do you do? Who do you hire? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Andrew Burnett's probably having a real good laugh about it right now. Even though I don't think he was the coach. Like, I... You needed to get someone with experience. I totally get that. Like, I was all for that. I woke up this morning hoping Paul Maurice was going to be fired. And based on the reaction from the Panther fans, I, I was not the only one who woke up feeling that way. And here's another thing, by the way. If I could mention this. Of course, like, why, why can't I mention this? My show is Aslo Show 2.0. Of course I can mention this. Why can't I mention this? Bally Sports Florida sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to say it. Bally Sports Florida sucks. It's every single night. And by the way, Bally Sports Sun, which has the heat, I've never experienced an issue. I mean, maybe once in a blue moon. I never experienced problems with Bally Sports Sun. Bally Sports Florida sucks. Every single night, there's an issue. And it's certainly back-to-back nights. It's two nights in a row, Monday and Tuesday night, where you got technical issues, where you just got no sound, and then the sounds popping in and out, and you got the technical difficulties graphic is up in the right hand corner of the screen. 
By the way, can I also mention something about Bally Sports Florida? Having the score graphic for hockey on the bottom of the screen is stupid. Taking up the bottom of the screen is dumb because it's on the ice. You'll put it up top. And I think that's something new they did this year. you put it up top. you let it cover some of the crowd, not cover some of the ice. Having the graphic, the score graphic on the bottom of the screen is stupid. But forget about that. That's nitpicking. Every single night there's a technical issue with this Bally Sports Florida. They suck. That channel sucks. And on top of it, and I noticed this earlier this year, I noticed earlier this year, but apparently this has been a problem for a couple of years now. If there's not a technical issue where the sound is just straight up not working, then more often than not, I got the call of the game. I got Goldie, who's about a second ahead of the video. The audio is about a second ahead of the video. So it's like Goldie's clairvoyant. He knows if there's going to be a goal. He knows if there's going to be a big save. And you know how aggravating that is? To have the audio ahead of the video. There have been games this year where I turn down the volume on the TV and I pull up Doug Plagans and Billy Lindsay on the radio broadcast. And I'll, I'll, you know, it's a pain in the ass to get it to sync, but I take a few minutes, I get it to sync. Boom, there you go. And now I got the radio call synced up with the television because it's Bally Sports Florida sucks. They can't get their act together. It's a brutal viewing experience. And, And there's complaints every night from people. They sent out a tweet last night. We know we got 10 goal difficulties. Listen, pin the tweet. It it should be at the top of your feed every single night. That channel sucks. And I don't know what the deal is. Bally Sports Sun, no problems. Never a problem with the Heat games. Bally Sports Florida is terrible. It's a terrible channel. I don't know what's happened over the last couple of years. I really did wake up this morning hoping Paul Maurice was going to be fired. All right. Anyway. Hey. If the Panthers made you sick. Maybe they did. Maybe the Panthers have made you sick. I mean, I told you last night, I, was, I felt like a masochist watching that game. Now, you don't do this if you're a masochist. But if you're sick, you gotta call Doctors on Call 365. Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. My man, Dr. Alon, he's the medical director, board-certified emergency medicine and residency-trained internal medicine doctor. We're talking if your kids are sick, if you're sick, you know, adults, elderly with minor illnesses or minor injuries, you need IV fluids, vitamin therapy. Last week, I called Dr. Alon, came over to my house, tested me for COVID and the flu. You need a strep test, he'll draw blood, order x-rays, and of course, refill your prescriptions. Right in your home. They handle almost everything you would get at a brick and mortar urgent care, but it's in the comfort of your home or your office, hotel, wherever you are. Dr. Londa's team, they're going to come to you. Based in Broward County, but serving Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. Here's what you got to ask yourself. What is it worth? What is it worth to avoid crowded emergency rooms and urgent cares to be seated, uh, to be seen in the comfort of your own home? For me, that's priceless, all right? Most insurances, they're charging emergency room co-pays, urgent cares as well. You don't want to get involved in that mess. Call Doctors on Call 365 today, 786-577-9302. Go to doctorsoncall365.com. All right, as we go out to the guest line here, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by Johnny Cuba a refreshing German lager in a can. European roots with a Caribbean soul. Go pick up a six-pack right now. You got your holiday specials out there. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. 
Go pick up yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba and stay tranquilo. Our pal is ESPN's <laughs> Israel Gutierrez joining us here. You're looking tranquilo. You look very good. Tranquilo, man. Tranquilo. You know, this is this has been one of my favorite parts of doing Zaslow Show 2.0, where, I mean, listen, you're a good friend of mine, so we have good conversations anyway, but... Uh, I, I've noticed, and listeners too, they, they've pointed this out like, yo, Zazlo, the, the, you know, the guests you've been having on, so good. It's been fire. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm learning, it's so much easier talking to people when you can see them yeah. as opposed to doing <laughs> it on the phone for the last, you know, 18 years. The, 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 the conversations, the interview spots are so much more enjoyable like this. Yeah, I wasn't listening to anything you were saying. I was just trying to find myself in the pictures behind you. I know well, I'm in that Christmas Behind me right there is top. that very famous uh, uh, holiday photo where we're all in the ugly sweaters. Yeah, that one, uh, one of my favorites. I can't can't lie. But I, I, I think my favorite one was we were in there with, uh, what's the champ's name? I totally forgot. Shannon um, Briggs. Yeah, with Shannon Briggs. Uh, that was the best picture because... Uh, never before have I felt so tidy in my life. And I used to feel good about myself going into your uh, into your studios. And then I was like, mm, Shannon yep. Briggs, you need to get out of here. Yep. We had the championship belts. He comes in shirtless. He leaves shirtless. Uh, that was a fun day, man. When when we first met, uh, let's go champ Shannon Briggs. That was a fun day. Uh, yeah. So so glad to have you here with us, man. And We'll, we'll talk some some heat, and I do want to do a little bit of Dolphins with you because you you grew up a Dolphins fan, so you're probably experiencing this season very similar to the way I'm experiencing this season. But first up, man, uh, that soccer yesterday, that was the good shit. Ooh. How good was that? It was so good. How good was the soccer yesterday? It was good, right? And then so the last, I don't know. Let's say the last 10 minutes and then, you know, 10 minutes of stoppage time, which is absolutely ridiculous. It was nine oh, my minutes. God. Well, how about when Way they announced? Much. I just saw the card. They're putting nine more minutes. I'm like, oh, my God. There was what? There was like the, the sergeant injury and there was like two set pieces, maybe one other injury. That was not nine minutes of stoppage time. That was absolutely so ridiculous. much stoppage time. But um, it, it's funny because it's such a, a an interesting watch because you're like geeked, right? It's like the 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 tension rises as the clock goes up. And it doesn't matter what the situation is. Like if they had been scoreless, you're like, oh shit, we need a goal. And you would have been, you know, pissing yourself. And the way it ends up is they're only up the one goal and a draw knocks them out. And you're just like, oh no, what's going to happen here? And so those last 10 minutes was just life or death. And I don't think there's any sport you can watch that you experience like that. Because if they would have scored... Iran with let's say you know oh. five minutes into stoppage time like talk about the gut punch and then you just have to live with it for like the next four minutes while the U.S. Were... so anyway live with it for a, the next crazy... four years well four minutes as they, as they you know panic and try to score and then the next four years and so that would have been just such a gut punch so in the end it wasn't so much like exalted like super I was just relieved I was like Whew, now let me finish this television show because we were sitting there watching it for around the horn and we had to you know obviously have our opinions all yeah. put together and buttoned up but it's like it was emotional at the time so it, it was great man it was great and like I just love um, I know a lot of people do this they sort of wait to the World Cup to learn a lot of these U.S. players and they're getting to know that a lot of these guys are really good and so um, yeah it was, it was a lot of fun that was that was like probably the most Tense sporting event I've watched since maybe uh, Heat Finals with the Spurs, probably. 
Now, I mean, every game going forward now is going to feel this way. But yesterday, that was the biggest soccer match in U.S. men's soccer history, right? You felt that way? I I, I guess because you expected to get through. Because yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if if they didn't get through this group. And you But expectation-wise, I feel like, yeah. I felt like they're 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 one World Cup early. Like I think you know next World Cup they're they're definitely supposed to get through. They're probably supposed to you know go to maybe be a semifinalist. I think right now, um, I think they're good just getting through. I think it would have been slightly disappointing not getting through because of the draw with England and because of how well they played. But yeah. they've been so sort of inconsistent under Burhalter that. I wouldn't have been shocked if they looked like trash against Iran, um, but they didn't. And so I think where you're confident is like there is some consistency here. And like um, the Dutch, I mean, statistically, like rankings wise, not as good as England. Um, top to bottom, talent wise, not as good as England, not as good as England. They're a really great national team. They have a really good chemistry. But I mean, U.S. could beat them if they if they drew with England, they could at least, you know, get to some PKs with uh, with the Dutch. Have you always, yeah, that's something that should be pointed out. We're now going into the knockout round. All right, now we're in like the pressure cooker, you know. Now we're going to play overtime sessions and then go to PKs if you don't have a winner by the end of those 30 minutes. Have you always been a soccer fan? No, I mean, I've always been like a a U.S. national fan uh, dating back to those terrible jerseys that Alexi Lalas used to play in, but never really... um, sharp on international soccer um last i would say it's funny i'd say like four years because that was pretty disappointing when they didn't make the world cup uh four years ago but since then i've just kind of like uh locked in on being a chelsea fan because of Pulisic and just kind of just really became a big premier league fan and just kind of keep my eye on other leagues around around the world it's such a great game and i, I i've talked about this i talked about this today where i mean Growing up, you, you couldn't get me to watch a soccer match. I mean, this yeah. this is the most boring shit. There's I will never watch soccer, and uh, you know part of it has to do with my son plays travel soccer, so I'm really into it in that regard. But also, I'd say really like the last 10, 12 years, you know, once the the best way that I ex- I would explain it is once you understand the game, like once you once you understand what you're watching, uh, it's it's such an awesome sport. To me, it wasn't even so much about understanding it. Like, I just think the quality of the of has just gotten better and better. Yeah. And so, you know, I think you look at, um, you know, not, not even like MLS. I think you look at like a, a Premier League, like I said, like they've always been the elite league, I would say, or an elite league. But um, just watching you, you can just tell the quality. I, I don't know what it is. I just I, I watch these games and it's just it's entertaining. And it's also like football fools you with the big numbers. But like one score is six points. Like over here, one score is one point. And so, you know, a 21-14 is, game is nothing but a three to two game. That's all it is. And so it's the same thing with soccer. So if you don't get like you get caught up in like the actual scoring, like there's so many scoring chances. There's so many, you know, to make a football analogy, there's like a ton of goal line plays. Right. They just don't actually cross the goal line as often. And so um, the buildup could be, you know, out of nowhere. So I think it's it's it gets a bad rap. Uh, but I think yeah, I think we're well past here in the States, you know, soccer uh, being an afterthought. I think it's I think it's, you know, in, in everybody's mind uh, here to stay for sure. I think part of also what what made it slow for me to get on board with soccer when I was younger, you know, in this country, all of our sports, we have the best league. 
We have the best hockey league yeah. in the world. We have the best baseball league in the world. Obviously, it's American football. Uh, we have we have the best basketball league in the world. But we have never had, and still don't have, the best soccer league in the world. The best soccer is taking place overseas, and we're not used to not having the best sport, the best players, the best mm. athletes. And I think at least that was probably like that for me. I think it's probably been like that for a lot of Americans to be able to gravitate towards soccer when we don't have the best league or the best players. It's the only sport you could say that about. Yeah, it's funny because I was watching as on the Internet. I forget what it, where it was, but uh, I think it was Bleacher Report had a an image and it was obviously doctored, but an image of a team. Uh, posing for a soccer photo and it was pretty much all of America's best athletes. It was yeah. like, you know, LeBron was on there. Steph was on there. Uh, you know, name all guys other, who would uh, be terrible at soccer. Lamar Jackson. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be using their hands all the time. Um, but it just kind of gives you like an idea like, Oh wow. Like, and, and in other countries, it's like, it's, it's the number one choice by far. And mm-hmm. so it wouldn't have even been an after, it wouldn't have even been a question if, you know, whoever it may be, uh, here in the States would have, would have followed soccer or tried to go into soccer. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the case, but again, you don't have to be like a U.S. league or, or, or a national team for you to, to, to find something to latch onto and like that team. Like you can get rid of, uh, you know, the national stuff and just go watch, uh, you know, uh, English football and see, or Italian football or Spanish football and see if it interests you and like find, uh, some sort of like, again, with me, it was just Pulisic. Like that was the connection. And then I learned about all the other players and, and sort of went from there. And so I think, uh, it doesn't have to be a U.S. league. You could still sort of awe at, you know, some Irish, uh, great <laughs> who ended up playing soccer. What do you make of the political stuff? Like a couple days ago when you have the Iranian media who is chastising, Tyler Adams on how to pronounce the name of their country and not like the way you just pronounced it well I mean I'm going to still pronounce (laughs) it like that all right okay all right um and and they're asking the coach why he hasn't called Joe Biden and asked him to remove naval ships and Mm -hmm. and asking Tyler Adams about playing for a country that doesn't accept black people within its own borders uh, Tyler Adams, by the way, to his credit, I mean, could not have handled it any better. Well, let me stop. Let me let me pause right there because he couldn't have handled it better. But his answer was BS because he was saying, as long as there's progress, are you seeing progress these days? I'm seeing the opposite. I'm seeing uh, the opposite. So I think we're regressing a little. Or a well, lot, what do you frankly. make? What do you make of that stuff? Where I mean, just posing those type of questions to a, a kid who's there to play soccer and a guy who's there to coach soccer. This is the danger of sort of what we've been doing forever and slowly sort of creeping up on us the way it has been, I don't know, in Russia or other places, like making sport way too important and making it part of our identity, our national identity. And then just you start intertwining or or mixing those those issues. And all of a sudden you can't avoid it. Like I've talked to you about this, like it drives me nuts that I've got to get ready for a show and I've got to talk about all kinds of things I have zero, I did not go to school for, you know what I'm saying? Like I have to just learn on it, be an expert on it, and then just, you know, present to the sports national media or uh, fans or whatever <laughs> viewing audience. And it's just like, it, it drives me crazy that I have to do these things. I don't want to talk about all these subjects. Um, And so, but they're unavoidable. Like sports is just a part of life and life is pretty crazy right now. And so um, 
I think that's just kind of the danger of mixing those things or sort of elevating sport to this level of importance, uh, especially with your own, with your country, et cetera. And so I just think, especially internationally, um, you know, media members are just holding the U.S. to the fire and just being like, all right, if you guys want to be this judgmental group from afar, then we're going to hold you to the standard that you hold, you know, supposedly everybody else to. And so and then it just becomes what about ism left and right. And so and that's pretty much where we're at with everything in the world. Like you can't tell any country, any person, any group, anybody that what they're doing is wrong because they'll just find something that you're doing that's wrong or something that you're attached to that's wrong. And it's just like the world is just going to spin in that, you know, evil cycle. And I hate that. I hate it. Like it's okay for somebody to start the process of improving yourself, you know, or improving your, you know, whatever group you're in or improving your political party or improving your country. Like there's, it's okay to start that process. It doesn't have to be somebody else doing it first. You know, you can be the bigger person. And so I think that's just where this is all at. And we all have to be prepared to answer these questions. We all have to be prepared for, you know, the Kyrie Irvings of the world who are just going to throw all this junk at you and just be like, Hey, deal with it because I'm a sports star and you have to deal with everything that comes with me. And it's just like, it's a lot, it's a lot. And I think um, the only thing uh, to advise, I would say is the athletes and coaches is just be prepared for the questions. Maybe, you know, unfortunately it is just the way we are in the world, do a little research, maybe have a really good answer. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just, it's unavoidable these days. And it's just going to get uglier if there's more confrontation, which is why I'm thankful that Tyler Adams answered the way he did. But um, it's, you're going to get a, like a lot more of these, I would say on these world types of stages. And you're going to have to have some either canned answers or really good answers. You're right about the what about because the first thing that I'm screaming about when I hear that question to Tyler Adams a couple of days ago, where it's like, Hey, how about you treat gay people and women a little bit better in your country? Like, that's the first yeah. thing that I wanted to throw back in their face, you know? And it's conflating things, too, right? Because you're not talking about the same issues. You're talking, I mean, obviously, in the States, we're talking about, you know, racial inequality and we're talking about social justice. And we're talking about something that's been, you know, baked in our country for forever. And so we're trying to work our way out of it. I would say, you know, over the last 20 years, I'd say most of the country is surprised by how racist we still are right i think because just kind of came out all in the wash and we're just kind of dealing with what we what we're what we've got now sort of a surprise i wouldn't even call it a faction it's just an entire large group of of people who are just you know showing who they are and i think um you know i think we're working as a country to break through whatever those entities are wherever those you know whether it be uh police or what have you we're trying to fix those and so at least i think we are it's probably going to take 50, 60 years, but I think we're trying to make progress. And I think that's where um, Captain Tyler Adams was maybe should have said, as long as we are working toward progress. And I think in the States, we can probably say that we still are most of us. And so uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's probably where we're going to have to go with it. And because I I think most of these athletes are just ill-equipped for these types of conversations, because who would be unless you actually prepare for these things? How have you experienced, you, you, you grew up down here, a Miami Dolphin fan, just like myself, but also, you know, Miami Dolphin fan like myself, who, while you haven't stopped being a fan, the the emotion in the fandom has waned drastically over the last, you know, quarter century, probably. Uh, how have you experienced this season as a Dolphin fan? So I would say basically when when Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas retired, were probably when my fandom just kind of was like, I mean, 
for, for the Dolphins. I was like, I don't know what's left. Like, I don't really have the energy to cheer for these new people if I don't think they're going to do any good. And so it's just like, I was just very neutral when it came to the Dolphins. Frankly, they didn't give you much to cheer about. Like, right. it's not like you could go out and brag about, you know, huge wins or whatever. So um, when they got Tyreek, it was very much um, like, just don't screw this up, right? Um, don't let him get hurt. Like, that was my first thing. He's probably going to get hurt. And it's, oh, maybe he'll lose a step and he won't be the same guy. But, you know, when you watch all these things come together, and I can't really give ownership very much credit because it all kind of happened by accident because they tried a different plan, a sinister plan, and it didn't work. Um, but if it happened by accident, great. I'm happy about it. Uh, I love I love the receivers. I love Tua. as, And, and I love him the way, like, Mike McDaniel does. Like, I don't know if you saw this recent clip of him, like, sort of walking away and and complimenting Tua as he was walking away, even though some people say, you know, this is what you do. You know, you compliment him when he can't hear it. That's how you really know he loves him. But he knew he was mic'd up. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it's kind of like um, it's a little like the Dwayne Wade thing in, in the sense that when he came on, you kind of knew immediately he was going to be a star. And it's like, wow, he has something really special here. And it's like, oh, wow, a really good player and obviously a great organization and, you know, good coach and Riles. And so you were just like feeling good about what was to come. So that's why this feels so different. And it's not just like, wow, this year has been surprisingly great. It's like, wow, there's something here. And I don't know how long these NFL, you know, windows stay open. It might only be three or four years with this group, but that's going to feel like a long time if it's three or four years of like sustained success. And every single year you're thinking, oh, wow, we might make the Super Bowl this year. Cause right now, like, I've never felt this before, but every time they go out on the field, I feel like they're going to, they're going to score. score. I feel like every, every play might be a 25 yarder. And uh, I love that. And I don't think, I don't know how many teams I've watched that I could say the same thing about maybe Kansas city. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, I don't think I've ever felt this way to be honest. Like, cause when I was young enough to really, when Dan Marino was that good, I didn't appreciate the game nearly as much or, or, you know, what I was getting. So this has probably been my, this year has been probably the best year I've experienced as a Dolphins fan. Wow, I never talked that out. You know, you but say yeah, how best you, year. You say how, like, in a nefarious way, they tried to replace him. We can understand trying to get Tom Brady, and and obviously it would have been cool. But how much better is it when it's your guy yeah. who you're having the success with? Like, they would have been well, renting a Lamborghini with Brady. But two was their guy. How'd you feel with LeBron? Because it's it, very similar it didn't have to, to be one or the other. It, ha- it was you both know of them, right? It's very similar to that, but at least we still had Wade. You yeah. still had Wade on the team, you know? Right. It'd so been that's like kind of what this is like have... with Tyreek, and you still have Tua. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or somehow you'd have been able to make it work where you have Tua, but you also have Brady, and he's helping the team win, you know? <laughs> Which, of course, is not possible in football. Right. But it's so much better when it's your guy that's yeah. leading you. And that's what and that's what I'm saying like even with Dwayne like when you see that young talent coming up and you're just like, "Oh man, this is going to be me or my team for for a long time." And like so the the combination of feelings is really good and <laughs> and with Tua there's also the sort of I told you so type of thing for a lot yeah. of people and I and I know it's like it gets really deep online, but I was one of those who I mean there's not really public receipts, but if a few people busted out their text messages and showed what I text them, you know, right when Tua initially took over uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think it was, 
um, I was I was all in on him. Like I thought the arm strength was there. I thought the decision making was there based on what I'd already seen in I'm college. I told you so, guy. Also, I've yeah. loved Tua since day one. Yeah. So I mean, I think that sort of adds to it. If he continues to sort of thrive and be like a top ten, top five QB by the time he hits his you know prime, um, I think that's going to sort of make it feel even better. The Dolphin fan hates Mina Kimes. That's so strange, man. Because we all have like so many sports opinions over the years and like she's got no connection to Miami obviously and like I've said the weirdest stuff like I I didn't think James Harden was going to be any good when he got traded to Houston it's like Houston Rockets fans weren't attacking me then like I don't I don't get that and I don't know if it's like a a homegrown thing maybe that is it because it's like you know that's your guy yeah but man like that's a bit much and like they hate her of all the people but here's the thing like a of all the people to have a, a a poor opinion on like she really does her work, like really watches stuff, but also like, what's the point? Like, why, why are you, why are you that worked up? Like people are going to be wrong all the time. And so if you just like, it's not like she's digging in and saying, oh yeah, he's going to still be bad. Just watch. It's like, you can, you can just, why don't you just be freezing cold takes? I don't think it's about, I don't think it's about her or anyone else being wrong about Tua. Mm -hmm. I think it's about being wrong about Tua and the treatment of Tua compared to others, specifically guys like Justin what? Herbert. What treatment? What treatment? Saying he doesn't have it? Like people say that about guys all the time. It's just it's just a wrong opinion. But what's the treatment? Like what what I I'm I, I'm honestly genuinely asking because I don't know, was there something over the top that people did to him? I think it's the treatment like, you know, I made the joke, although I was serious a couple of weeks ago when what was it Sunday night football or Monday night football and and Herbert had the bad finish through an interception to end the game. And uh, no, no, you know what I made the point? It was with Zach Wilson and I was dead serious. It was with that game with Zach Wilson two weeks ago where he was like nine for 22 for 77 yards in year number two, last year, year number two for Tua. And if Tua had that game last year, he'd have been thrown out of the NFL. Hmm. Were there? See, I didn't think there were that many eyes on the Dolphins. Like, I didn't think there were that many opinions. I think it might have been like really the battle locally, and then those questions were asked nationally because it was all there could be to talk about down here, right? I mean, they're not going to sit there and talk about, oh, this defense is really good, and Brian Flores really knows how to when to play that cover zero. No, they're going to talk about the quarterback and they're going to talk about whether he's the right guy or not. And so I I don't know, like, I do think that, you know, people fall in love with the guys that have all the tools. And I mean, I don't know what people fell in love with with Zach Wilson. I mean, maybe he flipped the hell out of his hips in that one workout, but I I just don't get it. Uh, And so I do, I'm with you there. Like it did seem like maybe people were wanting to, to sort of rule out Tua, but those who didn't know anything about football would watch and he'd be terrible because the offensive line would not hold up or because his receivers would get zero separation. And so they're just like, oh yeah, do away with that guy. And so it's just a premature football opinion. I don't think it's so much treatment of Tua. Like I'd be more, I don't know, concerned about or or upset at those who told him to stop playing after the concussions. Like, yeah, if it was me, I would stop playing, but you don't have to tell that dude what to do. Like he can take all the risks he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the ones I'd be more upset with trying to tell the guy what to do, as opposed to just somebody who had an incorrect sports opinion. What are you watching these days? Or have you finished all of Netflix? Uh, no, no, I actually let trying to let a couple of things uh, build up a little bit. Uh, White Lotus is great. 
so far anyway. Um, started watch. See, you'd have to have one of those backup shows, right? One where if there's nothing really on, you can just go back to it yeah. whenever you want. And right now, that show is The Americans. Uh, oh, it's Hulu. I think so I'm watching it. great. So I'm only on season two. So I've got a oh, lot, a lot to go. I think it'll get better. What a show. Good for, yeah, it's like six or seven seasons. Uh, what a show. I'm jealous of yeah. you, man. My wife Good, and I yeah. watched The Americans a few years ago. And it's one of the few shows that it ends really well. Top okay. finale. Top finale. All right. Top, All right. Say top no more. finale. Yeah. Acapulco that's, that's on Apple TV show. Plus is another show. What is it? You ever watch that? Acapulco on Apple TV Plus? No, no. It's a cute little show. It's a little flashback uh, show from a couple of kids who work at this uh, fancy Mexican hotel and just kind of goes from there. I'm jealous that you're watching The Americans for the first time. Good for you, (laughs) man. Uh, Me and my boys, we just finished watching Wednesday on Netflix. Ah, I've heard it was good. My niece, uh, my 18-year-old niece just recommended it. It is fantastic. It's a lot of fun. You, I highly recommend it. Eight episodes, you're in, you're out. It is. Oh, eight. that's it. Okay. Yeah, like I think there's going to be a season two, but eight episodes, an hour each, you're in, you're out. That it is a fantastic show. Really cool. Okay, I will definitely watch them. Uh, good job. We're not getting man. into heat. Are we not getting into any heat talk? What's yeah, going on? Well, well, I'll leave Where you, are we? I'll leave you here. Is with, this the Zaslow show? I'll leave you here with a little bit of heat. We got the Celtics tonight. I feel like we're going to get smacked. Uh, the Celtics seem like they're by far and away the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, are the Heat in big trouble, dude? Not just tonight. Like, are we in trouble? What is the deal with Jimmy Butler? Like, I don't know. This guy has the most. Uh, Private injuries. I bet. Like, did you? Yeah, even that's a heat know thing, he though. Yeah, but that's a heat thing, though. The privacy with the injuries, though, man. I, I get it, but it, it's hard to assess. Like, I would love to figure out what his injury is and whether he's going to come back, you know, uh, hit the ground running or whether he's going to need some time. Um, it all just is a bit of a shocker. I think they, they, um, I don't know. He might be doing them a favor because Caleb Martin, without him in there, is just really showing out. Like, it's funny how it went from oh, the Heat really need a power forward, to now it's like, eh, maybe they just need to get healthy. He's a per- Caleb Martin's a perfectly great. capable starter in this league. Like, the idea that the Heat uh, are missing P.J. Tucker, and that's the big problem, or they need to go out there and get Jay Crowder, uh, miss me with both of those. Caleb Martin is a perfectly fine player. I agree. I do think, though, they're going to need to rebound a lot better uh, when they're, if, they, if they're going to go with, with Caleb as their starting four man. And yeah, I think defensively, I don't know if they figured something out with that zone, but if that zone doesn't work out, I think Caleb could be a problem in there just because he's not bulky enough. Like I think offensive players see the lanes a lot easier uh, and how to get to the rim. And, you know, there's a lot more, gonna be a lot more block calls than, than charge calls. Uh, And so I think they're probably going to need some sort of girth in there. Uh, if they want to pick that up, but not to replace Caleb, just to add to the rotation. Who knows if Omer ever comes back? I don't know if that Sheesh. ankle thing is, and and he might. But that's like that's the most frustrating injury when you've got a guy who you've just set up, you worked with, you built up to this like perfect situation. And let's see if it works. Damn it! Now I have to wait two months, three months because of this injury. And then and apparently you have they no were going to play. What uh, they were going to play Bam and Omer together too. Yeah, and I can't wait to see it. But now, assuming he comes back and works his way into shape, blah, 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 like you're probably talking about, what, February? Before you're talking, before you can even see what that looks like. And then 
you know, you're you're in the fight at that point. You're probably uh, fighting for positioning at that point. Uh, so it's just it's unfortunate. And I don't think that, you know, they should panic and try to make a trade. But, um, you know, it's good to see Caleb, you know, doing his thing. It's good to see Bam aggressive, especially in the fourth quarters. Um, and so I don't know, like when the and if Tyler gets his shot back, it's kind of like he is all of a sudden triple double threat, not just a scoring threat. And so I think like, and you know, maybe Kyle Lowry, again, maybe Kyle Lowry, not completely washed. It was such a waste, man. The triple double game up five with yeah. a minute left and they yeah. lose that with Kyle Kuzma hitting. The, Who was like, like one that, of 10 at that point. He was one of 12 at that point and finished two of 13. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, I don't understand it. And, and I don't know if you noticed this on that three pointer that Kyle hit, uh, Kuzma hit Brad Beal. He no looked that son of a bitch. He actually turned around. I was like, "How? One for twelve? How do you have that confidence?" And so, yeah, that one was. But yeah, Kyle. Kyle's been great, and I think, um, you know, I don't think he has a full season of this. But I think for like six, seven game spurts, this could be your guy. And you know how long playoff series last? Yeah. Six, seven game spurts. So hopefully, he'll be a lot better in the playoffs than he was last season. Good job, Israel. You got anything that uh, we could promote for uh, for everyone listening to Zazzle Show 2.0? Uh, CJ McCollum Show podcast uh, released tomorrow. What's today? Wednesday? Releases tomorrow. It was are a you fun the one. It was just me and CJ this week. Are you the permanent co-host now? I am the co-host. Yeah, maybe one day it'll be the CJ McCollum Show with Izzy Gutierrez. But right now, it's just the CJ McCollum Show. Have I told you? Years, years ago, I was in the running for that. I was asked about doing no kidding. it with CJ. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah, it was. Yeah, well... Now all I'm right. doing it. So always right, connected, you and me. Cool, man. Uh, great job. I appreciate you hanging out with us for so long this morning. Thanks a yeah, lot. Yeah, of course. Dude. My pleasure. Excellent job by our pal Israel Gutierrez. Good to have him back on his return slash debut on Zaslow Show 2.0. You Used to be my matinee date for all the Saw movies. Nobody wanted to go see the Saw movies with me. And every year, I was, it, was, it was a yearly tradition. Me and Israel, we'd go see a matinee together. We'd go see the Saw movies. Uh, I think I enjoyed it more than he did. But anyway, so good job by Israel. Appreciate him. I, I hope the Heat don't get smacked tonight, man. The Celtics are, Celtics seem to be far and away. It's not seem to be. Celtics look like they're far and away the best team in the NBA right now. 17-4. and four. The Heat, of course, they already played him once. It was the very beginning of the season. Boston won in Miami. The Heat, no Jimmy Butler once again tonight. Uh, you got a handful of guys who are questionable, but no Jimmy Butler. And you heard Israel there. Like, I I don't know what's going on, man. It's like the CIA. If you're trying to get information, especially on injuries out of the Heat, it ain't going to happen. You're not going to get it. The Heat right now going into tonight 10-11. and 11. They are technically tied with New York at number 10, but they're on the outside looking in as far as the playing situation goes. Boston 17-4. and four. Best record in the NBA. They are uh, two games up on Milwaukee. The thing, though, is w- w- with Milwaukee, they're still doing all this without Chris Middleton. So Boston's firing it on all cylinders. But if I'm Milwaukee, I feel really good because I'm not even healthy yet. Uh, Boston, though, you got to give them a ton of credit. Now, I'm not going to say that Ime Udoka, that maybe he was a little bit over, over, you know, his contributions last year were a bit overstated. I certainly believe that if not for Udoka and the way he was able to turn the team around last year, they would not be in the position for success that they're in right now. But what Boston is doing right now, minus Robert Williams, forget about the minus Danilo Gallinari. He's never, literally never been on the team. But minus Robert Williams and adjusting to the new head coach, you know, right before the season started, 
It's pretty impressive. Jason Tatum, obviously, in the MVP conversation. I hate the Celtics, but fair is fair. You got to give him a little bit of credit here. So tonight, you got the Heat at Celtics. Just hoping that the Heat don't wind up getting smacked. Uh, you're, uh, uh, t- what, what, what do you want me to say? I mean, I, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about the team overall right now. I mean, Israel's right defensively. Heat are awesome in the zone. Individually, uh, or, or man-to-man, not so hot. The Heat in the zone are very, very good. And it's why they use the zone more often than man this year. Like, last game, there was one There was one moment in the game where Eric Reed was, like, stunned. Not, now, Eric Reed, the Heat television play-by-play man. Not Eric Reed, the former Midday Hills on 7-9 ticket. I don't know what he's up to. Eric Reed on TV the other day, like, he was stunned that the Heat were playing a man-to-man defense. But their zone is great. Offensively, can you get enough tonight against this Celtic team? I mean, they scored like 133 the other day, something like that. Can you get enough from this Cel- against this Celtic defense tonight with Tyler Hero still struggling a little bit, coming back from injury, struggling, shooting the ball? Uh, Bam's 32 and 38 points the last couple games. Does he keep this going? Well, no Robert Williams, so I, I don't see a reason why not. And Kyle Lowry, look, things have been said about Kyle Lowry. I don't take any of it back, but I can't admit that Kyle Lowry's been really good during this most recent stretch. So uh, maybe we're competitive tonight. Maybe you hang around there in the fourth quarter. You wind up stealing a game. You show a little bit of pride tonight. You can grab some attention if you can go into TD Garden and get a win there against the Celtics. All right, so I want to get back to some... uh, We'll get back to it. We haven't even touched on it yet. So the Dolphins, yesterday. How about this? I was going to bring this up on the show today anyway, but the league beat me to it. So yesterday, yup, it was announced. Dolphins, Chargers. Now, this weekend, it's all its 49ers. You know, you got a lot back and forth there. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Debo. Yo, Debo coming. Hide your chain. This weekend, Dolphins have the 49ers. But next weekend, they're at the Chargers. Sunday Night Football. Yup, that's right. Game got flexed. Sunday Night Football, Tua versus Herbert. Tua, about to take that ass. That's what I'm talking about right there. So, Dolphins, Chargers, next week, Sunday night football. God damn, that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, speaking of the Dolphins, you guys know you can watch all Dolphins games with me at Briny Irish Pub in Pompano, where Atlantic meets the Atlantic. Tonight, actually, Briny Irish Pub. You go brinypubpompano.com. You got live music every single night. Starting tonight, you got Scott Avery at 7 p.m. giving you the live music. Also, fish and chips special. $13.99 today. Head on over to Briny Irish Pub. You take a walk there on the beach. You come inside. You have a few beers. You have some drinks. BrinyPubPompano.com. NFL Sunday ticket on the weekends. That's where I'm watching Dolphins games. It's where Atlantic meets the Atlantic. So easy to find. Atlantic Boulevard. Go all the way east. Stop before you crash into the ocean. Right there. You got Briny Irish Pub. So come join me this weekend for Dolphins and 49ers and for all NFL games. Briny Pub Pompano. All right, we go out to the Zaslow Show 2.0 guest line here. All of our guests are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. You start your day, your afternoon, your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. European roots of the Caribbean soul. That's right, Johnny Cuba. Go pick up a six-pack right now. Sedano's Presidente, Win dixie And again, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here, we have... NFL and CBS, Spiro Didis. Welcome back to the program, Spiro. I appreciate you hanging out with us here on Zaslow Show 2.0. Of course, you had 
the game this past weekend, Dolphins and Texans. So tell me, you've had the Dolphins a few times this year. Have you gotten to know now? You got your production meetings and that whole deal. Have you gotten to know the coach a little bit? Yeah, this was the first. This was our first Dolphins game of the season, Jonathan. Uh, first of all, great to be with you. Um, and it was just a really fascinating production meeting. Um, you know, as you know, getting ready for these games every week, we get a chance to sit with the coach, coordinators, uh, key players. And obviously, having watched Mike McDaniel from afar the first 10, 11 weeks of the season, we were as fascinated as, as anyone else, you know, with this guy. He's just so different on so many levels. And to see what he's done with, you know, by and large, the same group, the same roster that has been there the last couple of years, with obviously with a few exceptions, has been pretty stark. And so to sit with him for about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, uh, and to pick his brain, he's so forthright, he's so candid, uh, getting his background, how he approached the job, uh, such a holistic approach to to coaching. Really, Jonathan, unlike any other coach that I've sat and spoken with, it was it was really, really fascinating. And so for people listening now who don't understand the way that goes, you know, the broadcasters and their production meetings, they they meet with the coaches, usually via Zoom these days, a day or two before the games, and they get information that they can give us during the broadcast. Uh, it, you're talking about how forthcoming Mike McDaniel is. Most coaches, likely his predecessor here, Brian Flores, are are really not so forthcoming, right? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of coach speak. You know, a lot of these guys are guarded, and and I can understand that. You know, a lot of these coaches are in their 50s and 60s, and and even older than that, and they come from a different era where the media was the enemy, and and you're trying to you know to uncover their state secrets. I get that, but I think with these with this new generation of coaches, there's an understanding that you know sometimes we're not the enemy, and what our job is. Because I, I think we're different than the local media, Jonathan. I think sometimes there are guys in, in the local media that are kind of out to get you a little bit. What we try to do is we try to collect information that we can present on the air. So we're almost giving their perspective sometimes. And I think the the smart coaches get that. And and it's a, you know, look, we're we're not apologists for the team. We're not a we're not an infomercial for the team, certainly not, but we we're trying to get that background information that that you don't necessarily get from other sources. You know, whether whether the coach believed it or not before he met with Tua right after he got the job, maybe it was, you know, maybe he saw enough in video or maybe he just decided, you know what, I'm going to take the attitude and I'm going to be super positive and we'll see how it goes. Uh, he clearly decided, you know what, I and there was a story recently, Spiro, how before the season started, he put together a highlight reel of 700 plays for Tua to watch to show Tua that he's a great quarterback. And Tua admitted that there were times last season that he looked in the mirror and he asked himself, do I actually suck? And it's a, it's, it's a pretty unique approach from the coach where he decided, I, I got to build this kid up. You know, I, I, this is the only way we're going to wind up being successful. And I got to prove to this kid that he's a big time player. And, you know, Spiro, I've talked about it recently with a bunch of guys I've had on the show and yeah, they're professionals and, You'd like all of them to go out with the attitude of just performing, uh, you know, no matter what anyone says about him. But, you know, Spiro, it really seems like Tua is one of these players that maybe once in a while needs a little bit of a pat on the back. Yeah, I think the the easiest thing, Jonathan, to do is to say, boy, these guys are coddled. You know, they're sensitive. Um, uh, they, they just need to kind of put their their big boy pants on and, and you know, man up. But 
the the reality of the situation is the world has changed. I mean, this this generation of young players has grown up in the age of social media. It's changed everything. Uh, the mental makeup of a player is different. And in some ways, it's harder. I think in a lot of ways, it's harder now to to perform at a high level. You've got people, you know, hating on you on social media. Uh, the media is, has grown. Uh, there's a a vitriol element to that. So, I think with with the way Mike approached the job, his first order of business was to decide: Look, is is this guy my answer at quarterback? Because as you know better than anyone, if you don't have that position figured out, you've got no shot in this league. And Mike, from what he told us with the whole thing with the 700 plays, that came out of our meeting. We all kind of looked at each other like, wow, I mean, we've never heard something like that. So he he put the, the reel together and he then went about convincing everyone in the building, Chris Greer, the GM, Stephen Ross, the owner, the scouting department, this is our guy. You know, this is legitimately our guy because as Mike told us, the non-negotiable for me in coaching is that a player has the self-confidence. And Tua was so broken as a player last year. And I, I thought Tua, you know, we sat with Tua for, for almost 45 minutes as well. He was incredibly introspective. He said, I mean, he, he went even deeper to what we reported on the air. Um, he said it was the first time in his football life where I really questioned whether I belonged at this level. And Amazing. you look at him now, he's playing at an MVP caliber level. Um, I, I think this is just another example of how coaching really matters and how you approach the job in this day and age with this um, with this generation of player matters. Now, I, I do hate that Brian Flores is getting kind of, you know, hit with so much criticism. I have a ton of respect for Brian Flores. I think people need to understand his background, where he came from, Brooklyn, uh, as tough a childhood as you can imagine. There's a reason why Brian Flores approaches his job the way he does. All those years under Belichick, and it's just psychology 101. I think to to really know someone, you have to understand their background. So I, I don't want to sound like we were pouring it on Brian Flores. I just think his approach to Tua was was not optimal. And, you know, he's moved on. Obviously, the Dolphins have moved on. And, and my, it's been incredible to watch. We're so excited down here, Spiro. You know, I, I'm of an age. I'm 41 years old. I'm of an age that I, you know, I remember every Sunday I thought we were going to win because we had Marina, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I thought every single season we were going to win the Super Bowl. And it's it's been so long since we had a team, not only that's good, that's exciting, but every time the Dolphins have the ball, Spiro, I think they're going to score. And, and you saw it in, you know, the first half, the second half was a much different story this past weekend, but... The first half, Spiro, it's like between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and the decision-making with Tua and how quick he gets the ball out, like the middle of the field seems wide open every single play. They're like impossible to stop when they have everything going. Yeah, Jonathan, we're, we're pretty close in age. I'm 43, so I grew up on the Marino era with the Duper and, and Clayton teams. I mean, it's just incredible to watch. It is one of the teams that made me fall in love with the NFL and that you know, we don't want to put this team up there yet because they haven't accomplished anything. But holy, you know, smokes, Tua and, and Waddle on the edge, uh, the offensive line, the way they built it up. You've got a play caller who is is almost a savant. You know, it's crazy to think that Mike McDaniel is calling plays at this level for the first time in his football coaching life. Um, and then you add this kid, Jeff Wilson, who I think is really the last piece because now suddenly they've got a running attack that you have to expect. That was the thing here. Obviously, we know Tua can beat you with his legs, but when you have that kind of running back now who runs with, with kind of a viciousness and a, and a physicality, 
to what they have. Holy cow. I mean, this the 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 potential is limitless. I, I'm still not completely sold on the defense. I think, especially with some of the injuries that they have on the back end. But if their defense can perform well enough, uh, you've got every every piece in place. Um, I do think you know Jay made a good point on the on the air. I I think that these next five six weeks, they've got to have home field advantage. You know, certainly in the first round, and as as much as they can get, because that's one area that this team hasn't proven itself is winning cold weather games. Yeah, right now, and it's a good thing that. They, they've shown that they can run the football because we know running the ball travels and that's going to be huge when it comes sure. to, uh, you know, maybe even in three weeks, the game in Buffalo. But these next couple games in California, they're in San Francisco. They're at the Chargers uh, right now. Second place in the AFC, the Dolphins would actually host the first two playoff games if they were to finish second, which would be enormous. But how about right now, Spiro? And I know you're a New York guy. And if the playoffs started today, which would be weird because there's still six games left. But right now, in the first round of the playoffs, you would have Jets at Dolphins. That'd be so much fun. Wow. I mean, just amazing. Yeah, it's just uh, so many unbelievable memories just hearing those two names together, you know, over the years. Uh, I grew up 10 minutes from the Meadowlands. So, you know, I grew up on those games. So it would just be incredible. I, the NFL, we've been saying it, I feel like, Jonathan, for the last four or five years, the parity in this league is unlike any other. You know, there's just so many. Obviously, we have the teams that, you know, you think have a, a shot every year with the, the Kansas Cities and the Buffaloes. But yeah. it seems like this year, more than any other, all of those top teams have some kind of vulnerability that leads you to think that there are other teams that have a real shot. And I think that's what makes this sport and this league so, so special. You know, we all talk about Tua in the MVP conversation. Right now, I, I think it's a two-man race. I think it's Mahomes and Tua. Uh, but Mike McDaniel, we for whatever reason, we don't talk about it so much. He's got to have a legit shot at coach of the year, right? Oh, my God. I'm 100%. I think that's the understatement of the year. No doubt uh, McDaniel has to be in that conversation. Again, if, if for no other reason that he basically was given the same roster that was in place last year, and look at the difference. You know, Now, granted, we should remember, as we mentioned on the air Sunday, that was a winning season last year. It's not like they, you know, he inherited a 5-11 and 11 team or a 5-12 yeah. and 12 team. So I think that needs to be said. But the dynamic, Jonathan, just being in that building the last two years or three years to what we experienced this year uh, and over the weekend, I, I mean, we, we get to hang and, and meet with teams every weekend, every season. That was as stark a difference in one year to the next that I think I've ever experienced. And it starts with McDaniel. Uh, even just talking to the staffers, you know, PR people, um, people in the building, it, it was just like this black cloud lifted. Yeah. And, and Mike McDaniel has been the perfect tonic for this organization. It's incredible. It's so much fun. We're having such a good time this season. Uh, I do want, I do want to make note here real quick, you know, Spiro NFL and CBS has the, uh, uh, I mean, they're not good teams, but it's a pretty marquee game. All right. Texans yeah. and Browns this weekend. Uh, so what's, what's the mentality going into it? I mean, are you guys going to have any access to Deshaun Watson going into the weekend? He's facing his old team. I mean, for for two teams that are terrible, combined five wins, I think it is. This game's got a lot of juice, Spiro. Yes, this is the juiciest bad matchup, I think, yeah. in the history of the NFL. All eyes are on this game, I think, in it for a number of reasons. And obviously, Deshaun's at the top of the list. But um, to answer your question, yes, we will have a, a Zoom chat with Deshaun and the Texans on Thursday. And I think it's going to be really interesting to pick his brain and and just see where he is from a psychological standpoint as he 
gets ready to step back on the stage. I think what it's been 700 days since he's played in a, in a professional football game. Uh, and this one is different, Jonathan, this one, we, you know, we've all got to put our, our journalism hats back on and kind of determine how do you present this game? Because yeah. it seems like whatever direction we go, do we, you know, do we maybe not ignore the legal stuff, but we, maybe it's just a mention and then we just focus on the football uh, or do we kind of, weave those stories and those uh, legal issues kind of in and out during the game. So we're spending the better part of this week figuring out what our game plan is going to be. And uh, uh, we're all super excited for Sunday. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. You guys will figure it out. I think the move is probably you bring it up early and then it's like, all right, we got football. Like this is what people are tuning in for the football. You know, you guys will figure it out. You'll know what to do. I appreciate the confidence, my friend. Uh, I I hope you're right. Spiro, thanks so much for for hanging out with us for a little bit. Uh, again, this weekend, Spiro has the uh, has the Browns and Texans, but this past weekend, the Dolphins. By the way, real quick, strange, such a strange second half with the Dolphins game because we're up thirty to nothing at halftime. All you know, all cylinders are go. I didn't expect that in the fourth quarter with ten minutes left. I'm watching, like, like I'm I'm counting the clock winding down and hoping we don't have to put Tua back in the game. It was such a weird second half. Yeah, you know, we were wondering, boy, how long is he going to keep two in the game? Then all of a sudden, Tua starts taking a couple of hard shots. You're like, man, he's got to get him out. And of course, as soon as he does, Houston starts making their little push. And it's just a reminder of why none of us are coaches and why coaches in those spots are so hesitant to pull their starters. But just one of those games. I mean, I never put too much stock into a team getting a big lead and then starting to blow it. It's just psychological and something you can really never coach against or prepare for. Great job, Spiro. Always love having you on the show. Have fun this weekend. Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate it. Excellent job by Spiro Ditas there. And of course, I mean, uh, especially once the NFL season gets done, you see him there on TNT all the time. Jack of all trades doing the NFL, doing the NBA, the whole deal. Uh, Always like having him on the program. Anyway, all right. So is it possible? Can Can we start the show tomorrow with the Heat? having a fourth consecutive win. Is it possible that the Heat will get back to 500, will shock everybody tonight in Boston, stupid Celtics, and we wake up and we do the show tomorrow? Uh, An NFL Thursday, that's right, Week 13 getting going tomorrow, Bills and Patriots, two very stupid teams. Is it possible that we can wake up tomorrow morning and we could have the Heat sitting on a four-game win streak? I mean, come on. Before we get to all that, you know what time it is. Got to let you know, is it a big deal or is it not a big deal? All right, you know how we do it. Here we go. Number one, big deal or not a big deal. A new trailer dropped yesterday for the Super Mario Brothers movie from Illumination. You know, they do the Despicable Me movies. My younger son is way into this Super Mario Brothers movie. There's a nostalgia factor for me, of course, because I was a kid growing up playing Nintendo, playing Super Mario. Chris Pratt is Mario. Big deal or not a big deal? This has been met with a lot of controversy because Chris Pratt, he doesn't have like an Italian accent. He's just Chris Pratt playing Mario. This to me is not a big deal. I'm totally good with it. I'm not about to get all crazy over who voices Super Mario. Chris Pratt is a perfectly fine choice. This movie is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going not a big deal. Number two, if I were to say to you, 
Who is the worst referee in the NBA? Your answer is obvious. The answer is, of course, Tony Brothers. And there was an incident a few weeks ago where Spencer Dinwiddie of the Dallas Mavericks, he said after the game that Tony Brothers, to one of his teammates, called him a bitch-ass mother effer. And Spencer Dinwiddie went and he tattled and he talked about it at the press conference. And Mark Stein reported yesterday, not suspended, but Tony Brothers was taken out of his normal rotation for a game. And I say, you say, oh, that's a suspension. Well, apparently he didn't lose pay, so it's not a suspension. So, I don't know, it sounds like they gave him a day off, but Tony Brothers potentially being suspended for calling Spencer Dinwiddie a bitch-ass mother effer. I'm going big deal. He's the worst referee in the NBA. I don't know how he continually gets the big-time playoff games. I know these guys are graded, uh, you know, that they're every single game they're evaluated. My my eyes aren't lying to me. He's a terrible referee. So Tony Brothers potentially having been suspended, that's a big deal to me. Number three, the love affair between Mike McDaniel and Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Give it a listen. I was thinking about when you randomly hit me up that you're YouTubing me. Yeah. And so then I YouTubed you and heard and saw this Trent Dilfer thing <laughs> showing all this high school <laughs> meal. Right. And bro, your your technique was trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank yeah. God for Bev. What are you talking about? No, no rhythm, no timing? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? It was cool though, because you can see little elements of like your swag. Um, but you were, yeah, you were stressed out. Woo! You were like, you are all, you know. You heard him. You heard him. You heard him, guys. I got swag. Dude, that's, that's you. Do you hear what Tua just said? Anybody? It's a dangerous indicator that you don't have swag. He just told me, you heard guys. You heard those guys. They think I have swag. That's how you make The love affair between the coach and the quarterback. Big deal or not a big deal. That's a big deal. Tua Tonga-Vailoa now. Any chance he gets, he lets you know how much he loves the coach. They're they're, they're bosom buddies. They're also subtle shots to Brian Flores. I got no issue with that either. That relationship right there, that's a big deal. You got potentially the MVP of the league. And you heard Spiro Ditas there, potentially the coach of the year as well. Number four, college football playoff rankings are out yesterday. Big deal or not a big deal? Here's what you got, all right? Number one, you have Georgia. Two, Michigan, they're up a spot. Number three, TCU, they're up a spot. Number four, USC jumps into the fray. They're up two spots. Ohio State is number five on the outside, along with Alabama at number six. This is a big deal, of course. Right now, your matchups would be Michigan and TCU, Georgia and USC. College football playoff, that's a big deal. Finally, I got one more for you. Big deal or not a big deal. Jerry Jones, owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, yesterday on radio in Dallas on the ticket, this is uh, uh, Shans and RJ, Jerry Jones doing his regular weekly spot. He almost dies on the air. Big deal or not a big deal? Um, we've got help on the way here. Washington's got a good chance to 
be joining us here real soon. Excuse me. You all right? Get me some oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) Better still. Better still have about a big shot of Jack. We'll be ready to go. That's, That's not a bad call. He almost died. But this is not a big deal because he didn't die. The part that's always weird there is like, what are the hosts supposed to do in that spot? They say, Jerry, you okay? What's going on? Like, like it's nothing they could do. You're just stuck in like this awkwardness. Somebody get Jerry Jones a shot of bourbon, all right? But it's not a big deal because he didn't die. And that right there is another addition, a big deal or not a big deal. Can we start tomorrow's show? Talking about the Heat having won a fourth consecutive game. Come on now, boys. Let's go. Go in there to Boston tonight. Shock the world, all right? I got a night off uh, of my masochistic tendencies, which is watching the Florida Panthers late at night get their ass kicked. Tonight, the Heat are going to come through. That's right. They're going to pin the fifth loss of the year on the Boston Celtics. You know what I'm talking about. Thanks to Spiro Ditas and Israel Gutierrez. Good job out of them for joining us on the show today. Great job by everybody involved in putting together the show. Really good work by everybody involved. We'll talk to you guys on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow morning. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.